Hello punters and welcome to Off The Map, the weekly speed map podcast. My name is Brad Gray. I am joined by Lee Dalton once more. Of course, Rose Hill Gardens there on Saturday. It's Golden Gift Day, $1 million feature for the two-year-olds. Not an easy meeting to do the form for, Lee, having poured over this. How was it as far as working out speed maps? Oh, it's definitely tricky, Brad. And obviously we've got the weather in play again this week. Sydney's been really hit by some... um, weird weather for this time of year. I don't know if it's some sort of reverse El Nino type setup or what it might be, but uh, we're having these cooler temperatures and uh, heavy rain, and obviously it's not great conditions for drying out tracks, but look, the fields have held up reasonably well. There's a few there uh, with a little bit more strength than others, of course, but we obviously have the really good race for the two-year-olds, and the hot Danish has held up really well. Like It's on a par with probably any of the mayor's races we've had throughout the uh, carnival, so it's intriguing, and then we've got a few other runners during the day, which um, definitely people will be interested in as we sort of wrap up the carnival here and start to work towards the, the Kemba Grange, the Big Gong meeting, and the Hunter up at Newcastle in the coming weeks. So it's not all over yet. We've still got a little way to go. All right, we're going to get our skates on and hopefully touch on each of the nine races here. We're going to start at the top, race one. I guess one of the more interesting runners across the day is this staying horse now with Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. First up, off a year, over 2,400 metres, Shakespeare's Galley is the horse I talk about. What do we do with him as far as a map goes? Blinkers first time, Brenton of Delegate, Waterhouse, Adrian Blight, you just go bait and map it in front. Uh, look, it wasn't an out-and-out on-pacer or leader back over in Ireland, but if we go back to uh, the 29th of June, which was the most recent win there at the Colorado, the two-mile, taking into uh, account it was one of those strand starts, it wasn't out of the barriers, but uh, the big you know, horse by Galileo was able to take up a position on pace there and outstayed the opposition. So now with this stable, there's no doubt at all in my mind that it'll be all systems go forward and uh, take up the lead here from most likely Lord Tropicana, who was a change of tactics last time out of Canberra. Ran well there, 2,000 metres, 2,400. It can just track across and sit up outside. Yeah, as far as the, the speed in this race goes, you, you can't see a stack of it, can you? No, I said an average tempo. I thought Perry Sound just falls in behind them, gets a perfect run. I've mapped White Boots a little bit closer. Uh, drawn very wide past three runs, and two of those three got a long way back. Now 2,400 metres and a better barrier. We know White Boots' last preparation was one that was able to take up more forward positions, even over shorter trips like 1,600, 1,800. So I'd imagine we'll see a much more positive ride on White Boots today. All right, this week's Highway Handicap Race 2 is over 1,500 metres. Uh, you've got slow early tempo here, which is quite interesting because quite often we see with highways, capacity fields, uh, the speed drawn generally across the track and they, and they can run along. But here you see them maybe stacking up a bit. It's a real rarity for a highway to, uh, as you say, come up with the slow tempo. And I think that really plays into the hands of um, what I assume will be favourite here in the top one, Wichita Warrior. Nashua Rawilla booked, uh, drawn out there in 16, but I think that's perfect. Got back first up over the uh, 1,200 metres of Canberra there. I'd say tomorrow it'll be all systems go. Nashua will bounce this out of the machine and get straight across and take up a position in the first three or four with ease because there just doesn't seem to be too much kicking up inside. And if uh, it, it's all ready to go second up, I think that's the play for Wichita Warrior. Would you expect there to be a change of tactics if that is the case? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, even it's not even the, the the horse's general pattern to sort of race in those positions. I did race handy one day at Golden, but that was over a mile in a nine-horse field. So this would be a an absolute change, and obviously uh, keep an eye on the race in New South Wales. Stewart's 
Twitter in the morning. We'll try and keep uh, everyone up to date with any changes that are coming through. All right, race three. Now, this looks a race that could potentially be controlled on speed as well. Petronius is a horse that we know goes forward, likes to dictate, Nashville Willow rides. What speed is there outside of him? Really very little. Uh, Big Boy Royal goes forward. Look, was a change of tactics first up there at the Kenzo from a tricky draw to be ridden more conservatively. Brenton Abdullah came in, he said it just jumped too well, I had to go forward. And I'd imagine now, second up, that little bit bit of a slight rising trip, it's the outside the lead, Petronius controlling with Big Boy Roy. After that, I struggled to find any um, sort of speed to attack these guys. A lot of them look to get back. Um, Dancing Gidget from the draw has little choice. Um, yeah, it is a get-back type, so it looks like it'll be an average tempo at best. Okay, well, you certainly think that'd suit the favourite in Petronius. Race four is the Country Classic. Uh, this is a 2,000-metre feature of sorts for the country-trained horses. A lot of trainers will be targeting this race. You can see preps uh, with horses third, fourth, fifth up uh, with a nice progression into this. So you'll see a few horses at the top of their game. As far as a map, um, how, who does it suit? Are we looking at backmarkers here or potentially those that can find a spot? Look, again, it's a race from the past, which has always had a very fast tempo. Best I could say tomorrow is average. I think it'll suit those that can settle forward at midfield here. Uh, in particular, one like Fast Talking. He's on trial at the trip, but gets Nashville Willa. Landed that bit closer last time out at Ramwick over the mile and was well back there. Prior to that, was a change of tactics at the Kensington, so the stable have been intending to get more forward, more forward. And tomorrow, with Nashville in the 2,000 metres, I expect he can get right up on the speed here and get the nice run. All right, and as far as those that file in behind, we've got Total Recall uh, as the early favourite. You've got him just tucking in, which is a nice spot, given he's drawn a little bit sticky. It is a nice spot. I think Tommy Berry, they'll be able to overcome that draw early. Uh, just a little bit of positivity, and as I said, without a heap kicking up underneath and without real high speed involved here, I think it plays OK for Total Recall to get across into a position for the midfield without much too much drama. With a horse like Renter Rock, who's backing up four days later after winning at Goulburn, do you factor that into potentially how they'll be ridden? Is there a chance that he's just, well, OK, he's the fittest horse in the race, just ride him like that? Uh, for me, not so much. Um, obviously, that was a mile there on Wednesday at Goulburn, and the initial plan would have been to run last Sunday, so that meeting was obviously uh, transferred due to the inclement weather. I've more mapped him on his past history, uh, the soft draw, um, and obviously the, the rider and the trainer, and I think happy to be sitting up running second, third with a little bit of cover there just to make sure that he gets a strong 2,000 metres here. All right, and you can, of course, download these maps for yourselves off the Racing New South Wales website. Race five, uh, you've got this pegged as a fast early tempo, 1,800 metres, a benchmark 78. It looks a brutal tempo, it does. Bobby D took a sit last time out. I don't think that suits so much. He was 15.50 up to the 1,900 there. Got the run under the belt now. Josh Parr on a really good on-pace rider. I think they'll look to hold the lead with Bobby D. But there'll be no shortage of pressure. Now, Uber Super comes across from the Waterhouse stable, drawn 11. And wider, deadly impact looks like one that probably has to go forward here with the 53 kilos. Uh, of course, the O'Halloran stable, that links back to... He obviously worked for Gay Waterhouse in a past life, and he tends to send all of his runners forward in that same sort of mould as what Gay obviously trained. But right. we've got a couple of other on paces here as well, like Time Rage going well on speed, Quintessa won't be far away, uh, and Lovewire can use the good draw to be in the first half a dozen. So 
really strong speed here, so it sets up well for those like Vegas, Jewel and Stockman who can just switch off midfield and uh, be strong late, I would have thought. Yeah, the other one that's hard in the market is Legay Soleil. Uh, drawn wide, I imagine they just take their medicine and, and ride her conservatively, especially given how this race could potentially play out. Absolutely. They just need to come back off that draw here. The O'Shea Stable's having a big trot. They've trained a double in Melbourne yesterday on the big Oaks Day program, and uh, all their runners are running really well. So I don't see any great change there to the um, the usual setup for Legay Soleil, but to come back and sit off that fast tempo and be strong late. The other one, I think, goes right back here from the white draws for Lewison. Was a change of tactics last time out from a good draw, sat right up on speed. Maybe wasn't as effective, ridden so close, so... Now drawn 17 and gets into a race with a fast tempo, A, I expect it to be ridden quieter and be a change of tactics, and B, I think it'll suit the horse better, and I think we could see a really improved performance from Relusa, ridden a little bit quiet. All right. The $1 million golden gift for the babies is next, so I might mix it up a little bit here and go straight to the first starters and see how you see them as far as not only ability-wise, maybe you can touch on that uh, off their trials, but also where they could settle in the run. Now, Hanam is a horse for Team Hawks. He's drawn the best of these first starters. Drawn the best, and look, they're never a stable to push them really early in their races. Uh, I, I thought can definitely settle forward a midfield here, but I wouldn't have thought up contesting the lead. Definitely has above average uh, ability, but there is a first starter from another strong stable, which I think has the absolute standout um, trial form here. Okay, I'm guessing that'd be head of state for Chris Waller. Yes. So Absolutely. He's, so he's a horse yep. that we've seen race on speed in his trials. However, drawn wide, as a general rule, uh, Chris Waller sends them back, and that's what you've got on your map. It is. Like, um, obviously, Head of State's a really exciting type. Cost $850,000. Um, is a half-brother to man from Uncle, who we know went really well. I just thought from the draw with the fast tempo, they need to come back here. You're bang on right that in the trials it's been plenty of speed. Even though it hasn't begun that well, really musters quickly. But uh, I thought from the draw here, come back and sit off the speed. Probably second half of the field is going to be the spot to get in. But I do think that he goes really, really well. All right. What do we make of Hide Your Heart? Uh, it's been a little bit tardy away in the trials. That's what I've based my map on. Tardy away in the trials. Uh, has to come back here off that draw. Look, showed up at those early set of two-year-old trials and went well, ridden out it quite a bit. Uh, I would have thought of the three first starters, uh, I've got Head of State clearly ahead of um, Hunnam and then a Hide Your Heart probably another run down the ladder behind that. So the third, my choice of those first starters of what I've seen at the trials anyway, and obviously the map plays a factor. It's going to be a trickier map for Hide Your Heart from out there. All right, and as far as the shape of this race, there looks no shortage of speed, which we so often see with the two-year-olds. For sure. I thought Ghost Rider, really speedy type, and uh, I don't know what to make of it. They snuck uh, this guy up to Doom and to win over the 1,100 metres. I, I just wonder if it's um, an educational thing taking up there for the first start after having two trials here at home. Either way, has plenty of speed. I thought from the wide draw that uh, the Godolphin runner had to come across. Rachel King booked on speed on debut, and I think here you need to work to get up into a position uh, and, and possibly outside the lead. But it's not going to be easy with runners like Sneaky Five, Credder, and even Murrah Murrah drawn to the inside. So that's what sets up the good speed. I think the urgency from Rachel King is going to force them to really go early. All right, as, as far as Captivant goes, uh, the big unknown is, of course, the wet track. But as far as this race could potentially play out for him? 
Oh, well, it looks perfect. Like, the draw's tricky. Uh, it, we're not going to see him on speed as such, but he should be able to just come back from that draw, let the pace go a little bit, settle with two or three uh, behind him and get every chance to run on off that speed, as we saw on Debut. All right, fair enough. Race 7 is the hot Danish, 1,400 metres for the mares. Uh, it's a Group 2. As far as the map goes, it looks relatively straightforward. I guess you've got Arathia coming across and the stable mate. Positive piece getting the trail. Sweet deal is the one that could be the little spanner in the works if it wants us to punch up and, and hold the front. Yeah, that's right. I, I obviously map sweet deal in front of the Niverson and we got that right, held the position from barrier one, but just didn't finish off like I would have thought. Even though that was 1,200, this is 1,400, I'm just feeling a more conservative ride without going over the top. I just thought they'd let the speed cross in Arathia, who has the blinkers on again, Tim Clark, and positive piece, and then Savatiano adding more pressure to that wide position. I thought Sweet Deal might want to take a sit and land in a position similar to what uh, she did in the toy show first up, a real stalking role and strong weight. That was sort of my feel with Sweet Deal today. All right, and as far as Savatiano, uh, they'll roll forward, you suspect? You've got to go forward, um, I suppose, as a query on a very wet track. If this rain continues, whether Savicciano takes her place here, but at this stage is still in the field. Yeah. Um, going down in race book order, Madame Rouge comes back, just absolutely flies, ridden with that bit of cover, and will get the speed required here. Um, tricky girl, tricky map as well. Like um, It's not a get-back type, but it's not a speed horse, so I don't know where it ends up here. It's a little bit tricky. Subpoenaed clocks off midfield doing no work. And I thought maybe Jen Rules had some issues throughout this prep, including at the start last time out. Go back to the Dane Ripper in Brisbane over the winter carnival. Uh, she began well from a nice draw and was able to take up a position almost box seating there over 1,400. If can begin here, I thought could race a lot closer and uh, improve sharply. All right, so as far as the speed in the race goes, you've marked it as fast, but when you look at these horses that will put themselves thereabouts, they're the type that like to run along and their ability is their cruising speed. That's their asset. For sure, and my positive piece who bounced back last time in form, back in the autumn when strung those few wins together, the, the um, asset was to really run along and beat everyone off in the first half of the race almost. So you can definitely guarantee this will be a really strong tempo on those closes. They're, they're going to be suited, but they're going to have to get on their bike early and not be asleep and let these hardened type mares get away with um, sort of kicking off the bend and setting up a nice lead. Yeah, we're going to have a, a chat about Frosty Rocks in the next race, but I think Arathea is similar in that you look back through her form and she does her best from in front. I think she's an out-and-out control freak. For sure. And that's why you look, Tim Clark's been engaged here, obviously had the run back. Uh, that was in the Sydney Stakes. The 1,200 was unsuitable, uh, but acquitted herself very well. Tim Clark on, blinkers on, bang, white draws not an issue, will be definitely going forward. And uh, she obviously handles the going. I wouldn't say that she loves it, but definitely handles it. So uh, she probably brings a different form line to this race. Most of these have been sort of jumping in the ring with each other week in, week out, whereas uh, Irothea obviously comes to this second up and uh, with a little bit of a different form line through the Sydney Stakes. All right, before we move on, I'll ask you really quickly about Wonderbar. Uh, I think a few punters out there, or a lot of punters, might have a marked as more of a back-marking, a back-marker sort of mare, but drawn barrier four, she surely gets the chance to be a little bit closer. I thought so. I thought could be the first, the, the leading pack of the second pack almost. We obviously have those one, two, three, four absolute on paces and then subpoenaed Wanderbar Gen Rules and I thought of oh, that little bunch that 
Wanderbar can be the more thought of them. Uh, yeah, she has raced back at times his preparation, but if you go back further than that, obviously was able to take up positions over the 1,200 and uh, stepping up to the 1,400 again. You can probably forgive the tibby drew wide there and uh, had come back. So I definitely thought Wanderbar could hold a spot midfield here from that nice draw. All right, moving on to race eight. Uh, it's a benchmark 78 over 1,300 metres. I alluded to, I, to um, Frosty Rocks, I should say. Just before, uh, he is a horse that absolutely loves it free in front. Uh, that's when he does his best work, and he looks to have drawn to advantage here in terms of holding that spot. Definitely, and coming off some uh, really good trial form, uh, I thought definitely holds the lead here. Young Sherry Book just to take the two kilos off there and get down to 59. Of those to go forward and challenge, well, promotions was a change of tactics last time out at the Kenzo and raced right on speed. Didn't finish off overly well, whether you can put that down to a little bit of second up made at the run or was ridden a, a touch too close. I'm sort of going with the latter and saying, well, promotions won't be up attacking uh, Frosty here. I thought the stable mate with Nash aboard, Bold and Wild, uh, another Bjorn Baker runner. Bjorn's got four in there, so I thought Bold and Wild goes forward, takes up the position outside the lead, but there's very little pressure on that pair. Uh, you've got uh, promotions on the sport. Maybe Dream Circle can get forward. We did see Greek Hero race forward, but it's very limited um, data we're working with there. Only had the three runs in Australia. Kyle sort of suggests we'll be going back here. So uh, I, I, I just thought Frosty Rocks and Bold and Wild really control this. Could Shock Alert find itself thereabouts? Uh, I didn't think so. Of the ones I said, two forward, two back. Obviously, the two back Shock Alert and Ira Kanju, who's probably another query about going around here on a wet track as well did absolutely fly out of the barriers and lead all the way in a recent trial, but have to map back. I just thought at this stage of the prep, uh, shock alert, midfield will pull up about as close as uh, he wants to be here. Yeah, OK, fair enough. Uh, Greek Hero, just touching on him again before we move on, he looks to be an import with a little bit of promise. Uh, whether you want to be backing him here first up, punters, I'm not sure. Maybe you have a look at him over this shorter trip, wet track, first up. But he does look a horse that he's got a bit of something. But definitely upside down. It's probably pattern crucial uh, by this stage of the day. And we'll have ran at Rose Hill two weeks in a row. And obviously nine will have been ran last week, seven this week. Yeah. There could be a pattern there which says the Greek hero out in the 11s in the absolute eight spot. So I think that has to be taken into account. Look, they're not going to dawdle here. There should be a genuine tempo. So if you can find a spot three wide midfield, you couldn't be deterred from the map. But I just don't think first up they're going to be soaring forward here. Yeah, what was obvious from Rose Hill last week, which of course was Golden Eagle meeting, was when that rain hit uh, was before the last two races were run. That's when the pattern swung around a little bit. Uh, It was quite hard to make ground before then. But obviously... As the ground chops up, the rain hit during the meeting and all of those divots that the horses are creating, they get filled up and then the A ground all of a sudden becomes the lane down the outside. So it will be fascinating to see how this track does play now with the rail out three metres on a drying deck as opposed to one that's getting wetter. Yeah, should should be drying. With a bit of luck, we get the rest of the today being clear. But sort of my um, initial feeling is that they should be able to run on here tomorrow. All right, the last race... Race nine, we've got Intrepidatious. Uh, at the time of record, it's in the field, but John O'Shea has indicated that they wouldn't run on anything worse than a six, so that would be some kind of miracle if it gets to better than that. Willow Hart otherwise looks to take up the running. Obviously had the issues uh, last week. Nothing went right at all. Uh, displaced the nose band and then just wasn't at all comfortable. Raced ungenerously throughout. Uh, absolutely leads here, and there's very little pressure if Intrepidatious isn't here. 
I said turnstile has to go forward. Uh, change of tactics first up at Kembla Grange to be ridden conservatively. Look, went really well there, but this is the perfect race for turnstile to go forward. Again, people doing their maps, look to the rider booking. Tim Clark's been engaged. Uh, there doesn't look great speed. I'd say definitely be going forward here. Possibly Helwick could go forward from a wide barrier, but it's not really the stable style first up. Uh, then you've got this uh, Kiwi import with Chris Waller now, uh, McQuistler, who I would imagine can use barrier two here to be right behind the speed. And you're probably not going to see a better wet tracker engaged at this meeting tomorrow. Okay, that's a, a fair little push. As far as Misty goes, uh, has the shades on? Could it be closer, maybe, or am I clutching? Uh, look, it was slow than hampered last time out, but I, I did the same thing. I kept mapping Misty closer and closer in the run. I couldn't have found her any closer than midfield here, even with the blinkers going on. It just might not assist with that um, sort of early in the race part, I would have thought. But obviously, they've got to try something to get her into the race early. Okay, hypothetically, Intrepidatious does come out. Does that leave outside the lead potentially there for Turnstile? Could he be that close or she be that close? Ab- absolutely. Uh, we saw Turnstile win a maiden over 1,100, uh, led on that occasion and beat them all off and then went for a spell, came back over the 1,000 metres and raced on speed. So the speed is there in the legs for turnstile. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if uh, there's no intrepidations here that it's up testing the leader. All right, that should see us out for today. We'll be back next week to preview Newcastle's big feature meeting, The Hunter. Uh, thanks again for your time, Lee. Thank you. Look forward to talking next week.